the voice of 5G. Shall we with... start again? <laughs> I think we had a, we had a such a good start this morning. Now I'm just getting annoyed because. And what are we doing today? We are doing this podcast for the second time. Because, Double take. Yeah, because someone managed to screw up the sound. So someone screwed up the sound. Yeah, Who could now, that be? And now with even better sound than previously. <laughs> the voice of five G. That's about what I could get out from you from this morning's take. So but yes, dear listener, you're listening to. The voice, the voice of, of 5G. 5G. Welcome. Here we are, live. Uh, well, we are live. We're live. Here Definitely we are. live. <laughs> uh, live from the Ericsson Webcast Studio here at Ericsson headquarters in Shista Outside Stockholm. It's Paul Cowley. Thank you very much, Janina Headbay. Yay! Here we are. And we have to cheer ourselves because no one else does. Yes. And because Paul has a beer. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get me arrested. <laughs> really? Is drunk, that, is in, that? drunk in charge of a podcast. So while everyone else is doing after work, Thursday, Thursdays? Thirsty Thursdays. Uh, we are in the studio. Yeah, we do don't we, we don't socialise with colleagues. No, no, we're having fun here. Hey. Of course, we socialise with you, dear yeah. listeners. So what are we talking about today, Paul? Well, just for a guess, I'd say 5G. <gasps> yeah, go on. Um, we've got some stuff to talk about. We thought we'd talk a bit about Asia. We talked about China last year, uh, last week, <laughs> last episode, because it wasn't even last week. And uh, then uh, we could uh, talk some sustainability, because that seems to be very, mm -hmm. very topical. It is. Right at the moment. Yeah. With our uh, dear country lady. Yes, Greta Thunberg. Hey, wreaking havoc in the United US. Nations <laughs> and the yes. US. Yes. And, yes, uh, and social media and everything. So yeah, we're we're going to uh, we're we're going to be topical and talk sustainability, and then we've got some questions which, which came in, which uh, uh, we'll see if we've got some good answers for. Mm. Yes. And uh, they were good questions, so I hope we've got good answers as well. For sure. Uh, and if you want to ask us some questions, or just give us a cheer, or just make yourself heard, uh, you can contact us on by email. 5G podcast at ericsson.com. That's 5G podcast in one word at ericsson, C with two S's, dot com. So let's get started. Where do yeah. you want to start? Uh, we have uh, for, for UN Week, uh, the Technology for Good uh, has put together an impact report uh, to match our sustainability development, sustainable development goals uh, that we are supporting here at Ericsson. So that's uh, looking into our uh, area of business and what we can do for the environment. Correct. Mm -hmm. how, d how does technology contribute to uh, improving society and meeting the UN's um, goals? Yes. And we had a few things in that report that was uh, connected to 5G that I thought we, uh, we'd bring up. Uh, so we and one the first one of them was interesting because we actually had that in the podcast the Enride uh, 
uh, case where it's uh, connecting uh, electrical self-driving, self-driving trucks. trucks. Cargo really? hauling Cargo trucks. hauling trucks. Yeah. Full of LIDAR and radar and cameras and all sorts of clever stuff too. Uh, and they take them out on the roads mm-hmm. for a very short length of time at the moment. But they have big plans. Delivering... Uh, Delivering they're parcels actually, they're at, actually de- yes. at Schenker. Yeah. They're, mm-hmm. uh, they, at the live deployments with it at the moment. They're, they're doing that just that. They're shuffling packages between different parts of a sorting office. Yes, you could say. Yeah, or but instead a, a, of a distribution center. Yeah, but instead of using, for instance, diesel and a, and a truck to haul these goods uh, back and forth, they're it's using, all done electric. Yeah, and and uh, driverless. Uh, another thing that was in the this report was uh, sustainable ports uh, using five G, uh, where there is a case in uh, Italy, Livorno. Uh, that uh, they they are using uh, 5G for both uh, to lower the number of workforce injuries because people don't have to be out in cranes, on top of cranes and out in the field. Everything is done from uh, control, control center. So, so basically taking people out of dangerous environments. Yes. And we've heard that before when we mm-hmm. talk about automation in mining, for instance. That's one of the mo- motives there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and also connecting goods, so you have a control of uh, what wh- what things could should go there. And you, the, there was That's asset tracking. Uh, asset tracking. Yeah, asset yeah. tracking. And because uh, you can uh, save a lot uh, to not uh, having uh, ships wait uh, to find that goods that you wanted to stack on them, or to the opposite, like to make sure that it that the boats are uh, are moving. Yeah. But but uh, I mean one of the one of the, one of the one of the things, for instance, is if you've got cargo that's being transported that's refrigerated, you can actually monitor the refrigeration and and uh, all the time the, mm-hmm. the goods are in transit. Yeah. Um, and uh, but things like that, they they're kind of they aren't necessarily five G specific because that's maybe one you can do with four G as well. Yes, and um, even. And as I was explaining to you earlier. <laughs> <laughs> We've even done some stuff there. We're, we're connecting ships uh, with uh, with satellite and or GSM. We're managing the actual ships in transit. Uh, these uh, big cargo ships, they use a lot of uh, heavy fuel oil. It costs a huge amount of money to, to send a ship from one place to another. And you can save an awful lot if you don't go too fast. Uh, and uh, so it's a, it's a waste of money and it's, all, and it's bad for the environment if your mm. ship arrives early and finds that and there's nowhere waits. to dock yes. or that you can dock but there's no cranes available to actually offload the cargo. Yes. So it's better for them to like glide slowly across the ocean at the right speed to just arrive just in time to have the, to have the cargo offloaded. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I, you know, we've been uh, have systems that have been doing that for MASH, for instance, for, for several years, mm. but that's the type of you know that, that that's an illustration of the type of thing that connecting things can do for the economics of the companies concerned. Of course, it saves them money, but also for the environment because cutting down on the fuel usage is uh, you know is one way of uh, improving the uh, environmental impact of of things like shipping. Yes, and uh, so shipping is uh, an area which uh, can. Uh, can benefit 
a lot for from uh, connections, from good connections to from good connections. Sort of and uh, and you were telling me earlier that uh, this Laverno Port case, mm-hmm. they'd actually said that they'd, they'd saved around eight percent of carbon dioxide emissions. You're taking the words out of my mouth. Yes. Yeah, I got well, that first. Uh, they say that they are expecting that. They're expecting, yeah. but mm-hmm. that's pretty good. Yeah. But, uh, uh, that will do for this year, then we need to find another 8% next year. Uh, another thing that was in the report was uh, something that we are doing ourselves. We are connecting our factories. Um, and the most recent one is our connected factory in uh, Tallinn, in, in Tallinn. Estonia. Is that a new factory? Uh, no, but it's, uh, it was announced this week that it's uh, it's using 5G to produce 5G ah. for Europe. Mm. Okay. Yes. So uh, just uh, moving the production, having the production close and doing the right things at the right time. Um, it's probably a, a good thing. But it probably also works for us as well. Sorry? It w- probably works for us as well. Yes. But also, this uh, this uh, factory is uh, using all the stuff that we are uh, like we are eating our own porridge. <laughs> ah, is that what you're saying, Swedish? <laughs> no, no, that was completely made up. <laughs> but I'm surprised, Janina. I expected you to know that it's eating your own dog food. Is it? <laughs> you having a dog and all. Yes. So. Um, and uh, the, we've, we've um, seen uh, measurements that uh, by, by having like machinery and uh, things connected, we would save, uh, we would have 50% less time to troubleshoot things because the right people would know earlier that there is a problem somewhere in the factory and also uh, 25% efficiency gain by having things connected in our own factory. It's probably best if you read it. And if you want to read it, where would I find it? Uh, You would find it under our sustainability and corporate responsibility area on ericsson.com. So so head away and and, uh, download that and have a read. Or you could read the the piece that I was reading Instead, which was a blog post uh, around 5G and uh, and uh, how 5G is going to be more efficient than 4G. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, more energy efficient. S- more energy efficient mm-hmm. uh, on the same theme. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and why is that? Um, I mean, uh, 5G is going to transmit more data, but, but even allowing for the more data, it should reduce the power consumption. Uh, and, uh, and at least in part of that is because... 5G knows how to shut up. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good <laughs> tagline there. And 5G knows how to shut up, yeah. yeah. Um, one, one of the things with, with 4G is uh, when, it's, when it's running, it, uh, it sends, when it's not got any data to send, it sends uh, signaling information to keep, uh, to keep things alive so it knows what's happening. Um, and that limits the amount of things that you can do to actually save energy one of the things you want to do when you haven't got any data to send is to like shut things down and put them into standby but if you have to keep sending signaling information every few milliseconds or tens of milliseconds um, you have to keep waking everything up again Um, but with 5G when it's quiet it's quiet and uh, all of that signaling stuff is packaged around around the data you want to send so it's not until you have data 
that that you really need to to do or fire everything up and and uh, make everything go. Yeah. Um, and uh, quite impressive uh, improvements. And then of course there's maybe genera- generational shift in terms of component technologies that that help you along the way. But uh, in this uh, blog post where we're we're reporting on stuff. Uh, they're talking about uh, reducing the the in uh, dense urban areas, um, reducing the energies needed for the mobile network from uh, between 17 and 28 kilowatts per square kilometer. That's a, n- a new metric. Mm-hmm. Um, down to something like seven or eight. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something between a 50 to 75 percent reduction in the amount of energy you need to provide. Th- uh, your mobile coverage. Wow. And that's probably going to be good for, um, that's a big step forward. Yeah. So we'll we'll link to these uh, sustainability reports and, and blog posts uh, in our show notes. Um, and then whilst we, before we go over from the sustainability topic, there's actually two more things. Ah, yes. One of our colleagues got a question that is about sustainability. Uh, and it was about uh, recycling. And you got really interested in this uh, question during our lunch earlier mm. this but, week. But but you know what it's like when you when you're at home is and and uh, you know something breaks and you think, what am I going to do with this? Mm-hmm. You and uh, and what do you do with it? Well, you probably if you if you're good, you probably take it to the tip and throw it in a in, in a skip. And of course, think. of course, or the recycling uh, station. Re- yeah. Well, that's what I meant. The recycling station. <laughs> yes. Throw it in a skip at the recycling station yeah. and say. I trust that <coughs> someone's going to take hand on uh, to care of this in a responsible mm-hmm. fashion. Yeah, uh, and it turns out that Ericsson has a program to do just that mm-hmm. to take care of uh, used equipment in a responsible fashion. So we uh, yeah. set you know standards that uh, that, uh, that should be followed in terms of how material is is recycled um, uh, that we've been running since two thousand and five. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's actually up and running in, I think, 180 different countries. Um, so, so taking uh, care of our own waste, even though, I mean, we've, we've already sold it to operators, our customers, service providers out there. But still... Yeah, but but I think if you if you look at the EU, for instance, mm-hmm. then, uh, and, and Roche and that kind mm-hmm. of thing, then there's, there's, a, there's a producer responsibility, responsibility to take yeah. care mm-hmm. of your waste. Yes. So we're, we're living up to, to that. Mm-hmm. But uh, yes, when... We were in putting in new equipment uh, to upgrade your network to 5G. Uh, someone is looking after the old equipment, and it's uh, being uh, broken down into materials and components which mm-hmm. can be used for other things. Yeah, and perhaps uh, recycled into new base stations and yeah. antennas. Mm-hmm. And and do you know one of the things they recycle? One of the one of the big things to recycle is gold. Oh. But that is uh, that is uh, quite interesting, and I had not heard about that before. That uh, there is a recycling system for uh, for all sorts of stuff for Ericsson radio equipment. Mm. So now you know. Yeah. But while we're talking sustainability, mm? one more thing. Well, actually, it's, it's, it's kind of more on the it's more on the topic of energy efficiency. Yeah. Uh, we had this question from Creston in Belgium. Right. Listener a question long, time. A, a long set of questions, some really good questions. Yes. And one of them was about was asking about battery life on, on devices. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, uh, so basically what you know, with 5G, what's going to happen with battery life on your phone? Yes. 
Uh, and the simple answer is, it's complicated. <laughs> Uh, but I, I, I did see in the week some some data which came from uh, one of our one of our competitors in uh, in the networks space mm-hmm. uh, that was talking about reductions in in uh, uh, energy consumption in the handsets or in your phone uh, when you're using 5G compared to using 4G. And we've seen that uh, you know that's that's the case when you're doing high throughput on your 5G device, then that's much more efficient. It uses less energy to send the same amount of data. Than if you're using a 4G device. Ah, yes. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and particularly with the first generation devices which are around now, if you're using it for like low speed stuff, then it's it, you, it's probably you know, not as efficient today as your 4G device will be. Maybe in a year's time we get new devices, or six months' time, maybe new devices that are more efficient at that low speed stuff. Mm. And. It's, it is the case today, of course, that we're using non-standalone. And non-standalone 5G uses a 4G anchor band with a 5G capacity band, you could say in mid band or high band. Uh, so that means that uh, all the time you're connected to 5G, you're also connected to 4G. So it's hard to get the full benefit of the energy-saving features of 5G when you're using 4G at the same time. Mm. Um, but maybe when we move to standalone, then you'll get devices that can be sitting there on f- on the 5G network, quietly going to sleep until mm. until you wake them up and, and, and have something to do. Mm. Cool. Um, so in the future, yeah, we should expect uh, 5G devices to be more, more effective e- and more then more energy efficient. Yeah. And then, as we've seen with generations of phone to generations of phone, you put in more powerful chips that do more f- uh, do faster processing. Mm. So if you're doing the same thing, then you probably be at lower energy but if you're going to use it for lots of AR VR processing and and that kind of stuff then that's going to chew up your battery yeah so you don't get something for nothing Sadly. always that way but uh, what we could uh, possibly look forward to is uh, like you said uh, the 10-year battery life on IoT devices not necessarily connected by 5g but perhaps monitored by this uh, network layers that brings uh, that 5G brings, mm. um, and uh, that could be a big uh, energy saver for for those kinds of things, right? That could be. <laughs> Looking forward yeah. to a bright future. The bright future. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that and brings us to the next question, yes. and th- and it's a really obvious question, and it's a bit surprising we haven't answered it before, really, and that is, well, how fast can I expect 5G to be? Ah, well, um, I, I remember in the beginning they said, well, well, 20 gigs per second or something. Like that. And then the first... Well, it might get there eventually, <laughs> but, but that's not what we're seeing at the moment. No. Uh, and as we said before, then, um, how fast it is mm-hmm. depends on how much spectrum you have and uh, how much spectrum and how you combine the different bands of spectrum together. And in uh, mid-band, then we have quite a lot of spectrum. Uh, compared to 4G and in uh, high bands, the millimetre wave bands, we have quite a lot of spectrum, more m- more spectrum. So we've maybe got 400 megs or or more that we can use for data transmission compared to a standard, standard um, LTE signal is like 20 megabits, uh, 20 megahertz. And I could maybe combine four or five of those to mm-hmm. get uh, a gigabit per second advanced LTE signal. Uh, but I've got maybe... 200 megs of 
mid band or 400 megs megahertz of um, of high band, so four times as much, something like that. So what does that mean in practice? Mm -hmm. In practice, it means if you if you if you're on 5G and you're only using low bands, so that's like which some of 700 them are megs, doing yeah. today. Yeah. Then then you get the benefits of things like low latency, but you won't get the super high speeds. Mm -hmm. uh, so you'll get similar speeds to LTE. Maybe a bit quicker, but 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 not not zippy fast. Uh, then you have to go to to mid band, mid band. Then you're up to maybe I think I think in in live networks. If you go and look of, on the people posting photos of um, uh, network tests, you can see 450, 650 megabits per second. Mm -hmm. Those types of speeds. Uh, I think the average speeds probably a bit a bit lower than that. Uh, and then if you go to a place where they have millimeter wave, like some of the places in the States, and you're seeing them showing like 1.6, 1.8 gigabits per second in live networks. So that's kind of the span. Um, as I say, we can probably expect to see those go up over time. Mm -hmm. um, I think if you look at LTE networks, when they first introduced the maximum speed there was 75 megabits per second, something like that. And uh, they're... Um, yeah, uh, what's the max speed now? It's about well, one gig, um, right? Well, one. You, no, you can do. You can actually do two gigabits per second with four G. Wow! If you get the right bands in the right place at the right time. Yeah. So with we a, could with a good wind and. <coughs> we, we could expect five G to grow. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we can expect something for that. But mm -hmm. uh, but then just to say, part of the question was what can I expect in terms of uplink? Mm -hmm. Because downlink and uplink uh, traditionally downlinks be much faster than uplink. Yeah. And uh, just to make things super clear, downlink means downloading stuff. Uplink means, means uploading, uploading stuff. stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's very good. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're quite right, Janine. Uh, so if I so if I've got video in my phone that I want to to send to the web, or I want to video call with somebody, then I need to have good connection up to the network. Mm. Um, whereas if I'm if mm -hmm. I'm watching if I'm watching a film, I, I need good connection. Or playing a game, then I probably need uh, actually playing a game. You might need a good connection in both directions. So, but uh, uplink uh, uplink speeds, I've, I I actually need confess I need to go away and do a little bit more digging there to see what uh, w what sort of speeds we should be expecting. But I know that I've seen people talking about eighty to one hundred and fifty megabits per second. Uh, and uh, that's, I think that's probably the kind of speed you can expect, regardless of which technology you're on. But that's the bit I need to check. We can uh, we can come back to that. We, we can uh, because I'm sure we'll be talking about network speeds again. Yes, for sure, as soon as the, some more tests are arriving as well, we can see lots of mm. tests. Yeah, yes. we uh, test, tests are good. Uh, and if you're interested in uh, network speeds, then as I say, if you Google around, there's there's lots of stuff on there. There was quite a good article from CNET, I think it was, back back from June, that went around and tested what speeds people were getting in different networks. Uh, and so you can see a selection of 
of uh, different network performances in America, in Switzerland, in in Australia, and and the UK. Well, they talk about this is the this is the download speed, and this is this, they describe whether it's under six gigahertz per second or whether it's in the millimeter wave. Mm-hmm. So you can actually you can get a view there of of how, of quick how things stuff are progressing. Yeah, or yep. the status right now. Mm-hmm. Status right now. Yes. Uh, the next question, like I said, lots of questions and yeah. lots of good questions. Yeah. Kind of related. If I'm using multiple frequency bands um, for, uh, for for my transmission, which you do because you want to get more more data capacity, um, does that mean I need multiple antennas? Mm-hmm. So yeah, question, does see? it? Yeah. Do you, uh, and like, um, will uh, you, will your house look like a little antenna farm or your ante- mobile phone like yeah, a little antenna farm? <laughs> uh, and the question was actually asked in the context of a five G router. So I think by which I think I mean of like one of these um, uh, MoFi devices, mm-hmm. uh, hotspot routers. So you can have five G and then and connect things to your 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 router device. Yeah. Um, you could also think about it in the context of a fixed wireless access hub for your home, which could be indoors or it could be mounted on the wall outside. Because if I mount it on the wall outside, then I do have a separate antenna. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's a MoFi device in the house, then it's probably built into the device. That, that's kind of the an- answer. Yes, if you have multiple bands, then you'll have multiple antennas, uh, or you'll have an antenna that covers multiple bands. Uh, but normally you won't, you won't need to provide multiple antennas. They're built into the device. And if you buy a, if you buy a, uh, a fixed wireless access device for, a, for your home, then it'll either have it built in. For instance, if you, you can, uh, we're going to see devices that you can mount on the window of the house to, to, get, your, to get your connectivity. Or if it's mounted, uh, you, you may find this, you may have one which is mounted on the outside of the building. Which actually gives you better performance. So, if you if you're thinking about that, then uh, if you're thinking about fixed wireless access, then that's that's going to give you the best performance is to actually have something mounted outdoors. But those antennas will have the antennas that you need built in as well. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, so you, antennas can consumer, be very very small. For can be inside the product itself. Inside the product itself. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have a, an antenna farm, but you can have several antennas in one device. Yep. Then I can't speak for how efficient the antennas are, uh-huh. um, because it, you know to get good to get the best performance from an antenna, the bigger the antenna, the better. Are within within limits, and it comes down to a little bit of uh, what frequency bands you're using. Because mm-hmm. if you're into the millimeter wave, yeah, you can <laughs> actually have very small there, antennas yeah. because <laughs> millimeter waves don't need big antennas. Yes, uh, I have a sneaky suspicion that we will come back to the topic of antennas, antennas. within ver- a very short time frame, <laughs> Paul. Okay. Antennas are, antennas are cool. Yes. Just uh, don't ask me about isotropic radiated power or anything. <laughs> uh, I won't. And I've got one more question on my list and from uh, from Creston, and, and it's, uh, it's another interesting question, but mm-hmm. it's starting to get a bit techy. Okay. Uh, and that's because we, we want to talk now about about video, uh, video transmission over five uh, G. Over five G, mm-hmm. and uh, and I think because he's working with the with, with broadcast, broadcasting, yes, um, mm-hmm. that is interested in quality video, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. necessarily the little snippet that you, that runs in a little box in your Twitter feed, which is also a video. Um, and the question is about jitter. 
Oh, and, okay. Uh, and uh, and you've been working with this uh, area, though, Paul, right? Uh, so this is another one of your specialties. I mean, just so what is one of those things you need to know about if you work with transmission or transport or, oh. or transport, mm -hmm. Tra as in optical trans, mm -hmm. uh, you know, fiber optic uh, cables and and uh, data links and things. Data transport, yeah. Data transport, um, and uh, but but it's also people that uh, that uh, hot on hi-fi, they also worry about jitter, uh -huh. um, mm -hmm. and the uh, impact that it can have on the audio quality when you do a conversion from a digital signal into an into an analog signal to send to your send to your loudspeakers mm -hmm. so what is jitter yeah what is it yeah so if you th if you think about the data stream which is split into bits individual bits of information then a bit is is you know is a, like a time interval in in essence it starts at a certain place and it finishes at a certain place that's the theory, but in practice, it doesn't quite start always in the same place, and it doesn't quite start finish always in the same place. So the so the bits kind of wobble around in terms of length, okay. and that's jitter. Mm -hmm. um, so that and and uh, the the problem with that is is that it can introduce errors in when you're trying to decode the the signal. The signal. Mm -hmm. Uh, and the, the the cause of jitter basically is 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 that if you've got a if you've got the signal that you're recovering, and particularly with, for instance, a, f a, a signal you've transmitted over the radio, then there's background noise which is added to the signal, and as the signal gets smaller, the background noise becomes a bigger part of the of the signal. Mm -hmm. So, and it's the background noise that 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 gives you uncertainty as to when de exactly did the bit start and when did it finish. So that's jitter. And uh, uh, jitter with 5G. Yeah, well, the the good news is that jitter with 5G should be less of a problem than for jitter with 4G. Okay. Um, because uh, and and, it, it, and it's coupled to the low latency because we're using a like smaller granularity in terms of time uh, and higher bit rates, so it should make things better. Uh, but in general terms, you can't guarantee that jitter wouldn't be a problem for video depending on what sort of video you were trying to use uh, except that uh, you probably should be using store and forwarding which is basically reading things into a buffer and then reading it out again so the the information that comes over the over the air uh, there will be what's called error correcting coding in the information so that if if you get an error at the receive side you can actually reconstruct what the original information was or potentially retransmit what the inf original information was. If you can then store that signal, you can then read it out. And by storing it and reading it out, then you decouple the jitter that's on the uh, in one, one interface to, to the jitter that you have when you read it out the other side. So you can get back to a comparatively clean signal. Mm -hmm. Now... This is techie. <laughs> this is techie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now that may or may not be the answer you want in the, in the, if you're working with broadcasts. Mm. Signals, but yeah. Uh, what is the what is the the answer? Is the five G uh, enough for broadcasters? Would they be able to use it? Um, I don't see why not. Mm -hmm. uh, but as they always say, the devil is in the detail. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But uh, I uh, say before I started with Ericsson, I was actually worked with using 
uh, optical transport for transmitting TV broadcast quality uh, video signals. So we used to do that there. Mm. Um, although I have to admit, I wasn't ha- didn't have anything to do with the codecs and things which were <laughs> which were actually doing the clever stuff. Okay. <coughs> okay. Yeah. Um, so lots of interesting questions there on uh, on uh, different topics of of five G. Uh, coming from the broadcasting side. Thank you so much, uh, Kristen, for those uh, interesting questions. That's been keeping Paul awake for a week. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have had uh, some interesting discussions with people during the week to say, "What about uh, what about this?" When when we talk I, about, I learn uh, a lot of stuff when I uh, when I do this yeah. podcast. When we talk about uh, interesting stuff, we also have some stuff happening. So, uh, should we start off with what's happening in Japan? What's happening in Japan? Yeah, mm-hmm. I'd say the last episode we talked about China. Mm. I thought we'd, we'd have a quick whiz around what's happening in other parts of Asia. Um, in Japan, they have uh, now uh, they've uh, assigned the spectrum for the different operators. Uh-huh. First uh huh. Mm. And uh, so there are four four main operators there that that all have slices of spectrum. Um, and they, I think it's right to say that they all get some spectrum in the mid band and some spectrum in the uh, high band. Millimeter okay. wave and and mid band, mm. which I think you you'll find that there are operators in other parts of the world that we extremely jealous. <laughs> <laughs> Who didn't win the auctions? Or no, but it, but uh, you know, spectrum availability varies from from country to country. Yes. So yes. so some countries maybe only have m- high band or only have mid band mm. today. <laughs> Japan will um, have both. Japan's yep. going to start with both, uh, and they're busy right now. I think uh, building. Uh, network coverage and, and trialing networks uh, ahead of um, launching commercial services in the spring. Okay. Mm. Yes. Um, and we talked before when we talked about Spectrum about uh, uh, when you get a license to use Spectrum, it kind of sometimes comes with conditions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in uh, and in Japan, that's that's also true. Um, and basically, the 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 authorities there have kind of taken the map of Japan and broken it into little areas of 10 square kilometers each across the whole country and uh, and the operators have been given a target for how many of those those 10 kilometer blocks they have to put 5g into um, so the I think there are two of those oper- two of the four operators have I think like 90 percent as a target and the other two are, are like 55 to 60 percent mm-hmm. somewhere around that okay um, by 2025 I think or five f- in the first five years um, but uh, Japan if I'm not mistaken they actually have a very dense network the the cities there are quite uh, a, a very populous uh, high population densities so I think they have quite small distances between antennas in in the cities mm-hmm. compared, today, compared yeah. to some other places mm-hmm. uh, so lots of work going on there um, and those operators, that's NTT Docomo, that's uh, KDDI, it's SoftBank, and it's Rakuten. Yes. And uh, Rakuten's a little bit interesting because they've got a different approach to everyone else. Yeah. They They made big news in the spring when they announced that they were going into uh, into mobile networks because they're not in mobile networks, uh, a telecoms company originally. They're more into e-commerce and that kind of thing. Uh, and they've uh, taken a different approach where they're using, uh, you know, they want a kind of open standards piece where they can buy different parts of the network from different people and integrate it together and uh, and get 
savings by like standardizing the way that they build the network. So they're so they're buying the network uh, like IKEA style. <laughs> well, probably not because IKEA style, you buy everything and and and, and uh, it comes with everything in the box. Yeah. It's probably the opposite of all it. The IKEA parts. style. <laughs> all it's, the parts. Yeah. It's, it's probably the opposite of IKEA style because you're buying you're, you're buying all the parts separately and then putting them together. Mm-hmm. Well, except that I think they've got somebody that's to, they're paying someone to take responsibility for putting it together as well. Um, but it's not without its not without its uh, challenges. Mm-hmm. I think they've already swapped one radio supplier for another radio supplier. And I, I heard recently that that probably their planned dates for launching are going to slip by about six months, um, which just goes to show that it's complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. But uh, the guy behind the Rakuten is the same guy that launched uh, LTE in in India with. Um, uh, Reliance Jow. Oh, goodness! Um, they had so, a huge uh, uptake in. in uh, they had massive uptake. If we think, if we think, five G uptake in Korea is quick, which is where we're going to go and look next. <laughs> what is the five G uptake in Korea? The five G uptake in Korea. I think the last I heard was two and a half million subscribers mm-hmm. in wow. Korea, mm-hmm. that, which is uh, pretty amazing. Yeah. But uh, the 4G uptake in in India when uh, Jiao launched, I think in the in the uh, in one quarter they did 80 million subscribers. I would call them Jio, but Geo. would you call them Jiao? Oh. you okay. could be right. Could be Jio. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, it, it's always uh, a struggle to know which set of pronunciation rules you should be using this week. <laughs> Um, but if you think about 18 million subscribers in uh, in a quarter, that's almost a million subscribers a day. Yeah. And uh, that's a million people a day walking to the shop and saying, can I have a SIM card, please? Yeah. So that's quite a challenge. Yeah. But two and a half million is, is, is not to be sniffed at. Mm. And uh, my, my little snippet this week that I saw was that uh, KT, Korea Telecom, um, uh, they have a million of those, uh, two and a half million subscribers, um, and they've uh, now launched roaming with, I think, three different uh, European countries. Uh-huh. So if you're if you're travelling from Korea to Europe and manage to land in the right places, mm-hmm. you'll be able to use your 5G phone as from, a 5G phone. From Korea to Europe. Huh? To Europe. And I'm assuming that they've got roaming agreements with places that have 5G networks. That so it wouldn't would be, be much. probably be good. <laughs> yes. yes. So that was Korea. Roaming uh, across the world. Roaming across the world. And yeah. roaming a little bit further now in Asia. Well, let's go to Australia. Yeah, let's go south because there was some g- cool news there that the Telstra is uh, connecting a stadium and I was a bit confused about the sports here I must say because it was the Melbourne cricket, cricket ground, ground. <laughs> but it wasn't cricket <laughs> it, that's not cricket <coughs> oh dear <laughs> so yeah the Melbourne cricket ground uh, and of course uh, there's, there's good reasons for wanting to, to put 5G into a stadium what happens in the stadium you have a hundred thousand people in, yeah. in this case all cram into it into the stadium and what do they want to do? Well, they want to send uh, photos of the, their mates, Share, their selfies. Yeah. They want they want video clips of what's going mm-hmm. on. They maybe want to download the statistics, uh, statistics, the or, data, the, yeah. or the or the action replays and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So a lot of data traffic in the stadium. 
Uh, and uh, what Telstra are doing is they're putting 5G in to be able to, I think, basically to demonstrate 5G to, to users uh, at this event, which is the final for the, uh, the, like the Australian rules football final. And what is Australian rules football? Uh, well, <laughs> I'm not Australian, so I'm the wrong person to ask. Uh, but it certainly looks interesting. <laughs> It's, it like it's football, a, yeah. uh, but it's played on an oval pitch, and it's played with uh, with like a goalposts that look like rugby posts but aren't. <laughs> so you can kick it over, you can kick it over the bar and and, and under the bar, I think. Wow, I, sounds I have, amazing! I've, I have watched it on television a couple of times many many years ago. Wow, um, well, uh, we're looking but, forward uh, to hearing about the connections in that stadium. Connections in that stadium. If anyone is listening that understands the rules <laughs> of Australian rules cricket, sorry, Australian rules football. <laughs> sorry, Australian rules cricket. Yeah, Australian rules football. Then, uh, then drop us a line and and uh, explain them for us. What makes it so special? And and how did it come about? Why and how did how did that happen? And if you happen to be there, was the connection good? <laughs> Oh, even better. <laughs> if you happen to be there, tweet us. Yes. <laughs> or tweet Janina on uh, at Ericsson Networks. So or at Ericsson Network. Yeah, you can tweet us at uh, Ericsson Network. Yeah, no S. That, no was, S. that was my mm -hmm. point. Uh, that, that would be really cool. Send us a photo. <laughs> Send us a photo. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening to this uh, short news and sustainability update. Uh, from the voice of 5G. And I'll let you into a little secret. We're going to have a guest next week. You're you're promising too much, Paul. We're okay. hoping. We're hoping. Okay, Janina's hoping to get yes. a guest next week. Yes, and so I, you won't be just listening to us. We well, might be. <laughs> Let's just not let them down. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. We're logging out now for the second time today. And Thank see you, you next week. Bye. Bye.